0: Now, we're going to close out the show with a battle against the introduction of genetically engineered chestnut trees in the wild. So, there is a plan. Researchers are planning to release genetically engineered chestnut trees into the forest. Some folks think that is a dangerous precedent. And there is a petition. Um, Folks are petitioning the United States Department of Agriculture to stop this from happening. And it was released on the 18th of august 18th of august so that was a couple of days ago um mm-hmm. genetically engineered chestnut trees folks I, I i i had to bring on a doctor we got rachel dr rachel smolker on the line here and uh, dr rachel rachel smolker is uh, is co-director of biofuel watch and she's also an organizer with uh, energy justice network and dr smolker thank you so much for being on a rude awakening Thank you for having me. Yeah, so, okay, Stop GE Trees. There's this whole huge campaign, uh, the campaign to stop genetically engineered trees. Uh, I remember... I'm dating myself I remember uh, what was it Sally the, the the lamb or the cow that they genetically engineered um, back in the late 80s early 90s and it's like okay you guys can stop there but they have not they have not done that and this sounds like something that uh, um, groups like uh, or organizations or companies major corporations like Monsanto are probably buying into uh, just give us a little background on uh, genetically engineered trees and how they're uh, trying to introduce them into our ecosystem
1: yeah um well there's a lot of research about you know into genetically engineering trees for different purposes and most of that research is oriented towards um you know developing trees that can grow in plantation forestries for the pulp industry or for um engineering trees that can be you know more amenable to being refined into liquid fuels or biofuels um, basically, commercial and industrial applications, but there's also been a lot of public opinion has not been favorable towards the idea of having genetically engineered trees introduced into forests. And um, you, you know, there's been some discussion among the, the the players in the tree biotechnology world about the need to essentially develop a campaign that would uh, help to win over public opinion towards genetically engineered forest tree species, and the the chestnut is, you know, the perfect sort of poster child for that. Um, It was wiped out by a fungal pathogen that was introduced, um, and, you know, it used to be a a keystone species here in the eastern forest, and it was really valuable timber. Uh, the nuts were a major part of the economy, mm-hmm. um, but this fungal pathogen came in and, and pretty much wiped it out. It's not extinct. There's still chestnuts out in the in the forests, um, but they don't usually grow very well because of this blight. Um, and the and decision, I they, think, was they pretty they deliberate
0: with, to. to- I'm so sorry I mean, I to interrupt you really quick. Just uh, they let they live a really long time too. They're like they can live for a, up a ton, like
1: Yeah, oh yeah, two hundred years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they, mm-hmm. they can grow very, very old. Mm-hmm. But the the mm-hmm. plan really was to have a campaign based on, you know, restoring this beloved important tree species to the forests mm-hmm. um, as part of a, a PR move, um, to win over public opinion towards genetically engineered trees in general
0: hmm my goodness my goodness and what type of um i mean we've got these major corporations like monsanto like i mentioned before arbor gin uh and others who who are viewing the chestnut tree uh, the, the ge uh, chestnut tree as a test case um to pull in these people and pull in the public opinion uh, on the side on their side um And then they're going to move on to other trees like poplars and uh let's see here it says and open the door to approval of other economically valuable genetically engineered trees like poplar and pine designed for industrial plantations like you mentioned already let's talk about what if this is done if this is introduced into our ecosystem what type of issues are we looking at or potentially looking at if this i mean it's probably already happened i mean monsanto they just you know they they just you know they, they basically give the middle finger to the usda the epa you know what i mean on a regular basis so um what would that look like or what does that look like are we seeing it now has it happened yet um and if so what is it going to look like
1: yeah, I mean, there's there hasn't been any, um, you know, widespread uh, sale or, or distribution of, of any genetically engineered trees in, you know, forest species in, in any case,
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: United States uh, to date. In spite of a lot of research, um, there have been, uh, well, there's a genetically engineered eucalyptus that was put through uh put you know the petition for deregulation has been sort of hanging in limbo for a very long time um and that was that was challenged but um so there's not genetically engineered forest trees out there yet uh in spite of monsanto's rude behavior (laughs) but um this, you know, this this case with the chestnut would be really precedent-setting uh, for a variety of reasons. It would be the first time that a tree would be introduced with the specific intent of having it spread wildly into the forest, not to contain it and prevent cross-pollination with other um, chestnuts, but rather to allow it to go freely out into the forest and, and, and deliberately hope you know the the plan being to let it um, cross pollinate with remaining wild chestnuts Great. and uh spread this this supposed you know trait for blight resistance through um, throughout the forest so that's that's a precedent setting It's also one of the first um, cases where you know where a, a genetically engineered um, organism has been um, put forward as a as a restoration as a species restoration project Mm -hmm. so um it's it's definitely a a precedent setting case and i think um it's important you know that people recognize that it's not just about this chestnut it's about the sort of agenda that is behind it as well that's right
0: that's right well let's talk about that agenda i mean because you know just just like you said you know just a spin off on that. You know, there's no evidence that the genetically engineered American chestnut tree is safe in forest ecosystems over time. We don't have that proof. So, you know, okay, oh, it's That's a right. restoration effort and oh, it's uh you know, it, it can be a good thing, you know, be able to move on and, and save the chestnut. And it's like, yeah, but you, <laughs> you're playing with fire. You're playing with nature. Um, and you're just trying to you know they're just trying to these major corporations are just trying to to um you know enrich themselves um what are there any other um things that they're trying to do the run if they're allowed to run roughshod on this particular project what what else are they going to be able to do in the future is the question as far as monsanto and these other major corporations uh dr rachel smolker
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a, if I can sort of um, go back a step and and sure. say uh, to your listeners, um, one of the important things I think in this case is that um, you know we we've had very little success at engineering resistance to fungal pathogens in even the most common domestic crops there's, to my knowledge, only one um, commercially available fungal pathogen-resistant crop, and that's a potato variety. Mm-hmm. And that's in spite of the fact that, you know, fungal pathogens are may take a major toll on uh, agriculture. Right. And there's a reason why fungal pathogens have been so difficult to, um, you know, control, and that is that, you know, they're very good at, they're very wily, um, and they find a way and they evolve quickly around Plant defenses. So this this engineered chestnut is engineered with basically a single gene that was derived from wheat that um, causes it to um, be more tolerant of the of the fungal pathogen. It doesn't kill the fungal pathogen or prevent its infection. It just lessens it, and so the tree has a better chance of actually living. And To date, it's been tested in trees that, to my knowledge, are only a few years old. Um, So (laughs) it hasn't been tested. It it hasn't been proven. It hasn't stood the test of time. And it hasn't stood the test of forest ecosystems, which, you know, can be hugely variable. uh, And the environmental conditions out in the forest can be hugely variable. So Mm -hmm. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that... um, I think it's very unlikely that this is going to be a stable, reliable blight resistance that's engineered into this tree, um, or that these trees are going to actually successfully restore into the forest the chestnut. Um, And I think even the developers of this are are aware of the very unlikely prospect that this is going to successfully restore American chestnuts to our forests. And that begs the question, why are we doing this? Right,
0: right, exactly.
1: And, you know, my my answer to that question is that it's essentially a PR move for the tree biotechnology industry.
0: Right, right, and I, I don't know. I mean, these pathogens they're 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 pretty pretty natural, naturally occurring uh, things. So it's. Um, I don't know. It seems like it's also, you know, the good, the bad, the indifferent, you know, that's what nature is all about, you know, the circle of life, if you would. Well, Uh,
1: yeah, mm -hmm. and if I can respond to that, I mean, yes, they are natural, but this was introduced by virtue of trade and transport in agricultural materials that, you know, Ah. this this is the course that many introduced pests and pathogens have taken because Mm -hmm. we have allowed... You know the trade and transport of plant materials and soils and everything between continents and across borders or whatever, um, and and the consequence of that has been a lot of invasive species and a lot of introduced pathogens that you know the, the the American chestnut had never been faced with this blight before. It had not evolved with any defenses to it because it was not something that that was native to. Uh, the Eastern Forest where this tree was mm-hmm. growing, and that that is a huge problem and I think that's where we should be focusing our attention is on trying to control and develop better phytosanitary uh, standards and regulations and control that trade and transport rather than trying to use biotechnology to sort of solve the problem after it's
0: happened. Right, right, yeah, because woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doesn't doesn't actually exist on this astral yeah. plane, you know, for all of you uh, <laughs> metaphysical folks out there. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, there's a, definitely want to list the uh, the organizations that have been able to collect over 111,000 signatures calling on the United States Department of Agriculture to reject the request to release genetically engineered American chestnut trees into wild forests. Uh, Some of those organizations include the campaign, uh, folks that are campaigning, uh, Friends of the Earth, Greenpeace, of course, um, Greenpeace USA, and probably Greenpeace uh, worldwide, I'd assume as well, Dogwood Alliance, Global Forest Coalition, Center for Food Safety, and there are many others. And folks just want to remind you that I am speaking with Dr. Rachel Smolker, and Dr. Rachel Smolker is a co-director of Biofuel Watch and an organizer with Energy Justice Network, and you've researched, you've written, and you've organized extensively on the impacts of biofuels and bioenergy on land use forest biodiversity food people and the climate so you've done a lot dr rachel spoker you know what you're talking about when it comes to these genetically engineered american chestnut trees um is there anything else that you would like to add just to you know just to just to Bowie, what we were already talking about, um, is there anything that I forgot to ask you in regards to where this campaign is going? Um, Because folks definitely need to know you, community, you need to know how you can get involved. You can go to StopTrees.org, StopTrees, excuse me, StopGETrees.org, StopGETrees.org. But Dr. Smolker, please, any closing remarks for us?
1: yeah I, I would just direct your listeners to go to the, the website for the campaign to stop ge trees dot org and uh, and plug in there there's some very easy ways that you can register your opinion with the USda about this particular um, uh, petition for the GE chestnut um, and understanding that this is you know there's a we're all faced with a lot of <laughs> a lot of issues right at the moment Um, but Mm -hmm. there are easy ways to just weigh in on this and it's as I said precedent setting uh, and we need to get out ahead of this before we start to see you know more and more genetically engineered trees being um, put forward uh, for deregulation through the USDA and and the uh, agencies that are involved. So, yeah, I I hope people will will just take a short time and and plug in and, and register their opinion about it.
0: Absolutely. And and read up on it. Get educated. I'm getting an education as we speak right now, community, because I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, so go to Stop GE Trees, stop GE There's a whole campaign, and uh, just so folks know, it's been about two, de- two decades monitoring attempts to, uh, by industry to gain approval. So this isn't a one off. This isn't, a, you know, in every, you know, Every ten or twenty years, kind of thing. They've been doing it and pushing and trying and trying for the past twenty years, and uh, the campaign to stop GE trees has been on top of it, on top on top of them, <laughs> smacking them around and letting them know they hate that this is not okay. Dr. Rachel Smoker, it has been an amazing education, and uh, yeah, I hope you'll come back onto the show so you can give us some updates, uh, folks. Again, you can go to Stop GE Trees org register your opinion let them know how you feel about this they've already got hundred and eleven thousand signatures and they need yours as well dr rachel smoker thank you so much for being on a rude awakening
1: great thanks for having me